Good morning, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a podcast that used to be about books. Uh, mostly review, we review stuff. Uh, we are back to media, in fact. Uh, this is uh, season two, which has been mostly focused on Does It Hold Up? And we just completed our summer of fun. It is autumn everywhere, and uh, it is time to uh, talk about movies all over again. So we have a very, uh, it's very exciting to be back on that. I'm Alex Falcone, your host. Uh, I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Anthony Lopez. Hey, excited. Hey, buddy. Uh, and and today we have our uh, one of our favorite guests at Phoebe Bottoms on Twitter. Please welcome back Phoebe Bottoms. Yay! Hello, Thanks. one of my favorite places to be. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I don't know why that, but okay. Um, so we're <laughs> uh, like I said, we're talking about movies again. It's uh, back to school season, so we're talking about Back to School, the 1986 uh, a film starring Robert Downey Jr. Burying the lead there. Yeah. <laughs> I I uh, I feel like this is Robert Downey Jr.'s movie more than it is well, anybody else's. Do you know how like uh, occasionally like a, a movie star will make a movie that doesn't really get released and then they become famous and then that movie gets dumped out like oh, yeah, I, went, yeah. I like like Cool World is like a classic example like Brad Pitt's in that movie for like five minutes but it didn't really like come out then as soon as he got famous they released it with his face on the poster it's the only face on the poster yes, uh, I know. and they're like oh. Brad Pitt cool world and like he's barely in that movie uh, that is wait, like if they I, I be... think I want to see this movie we've have yeah, we if, talked about this before cool world yeah it, I do it, not believe so it looks no, like it's... a more uh, violent who framed Roger Rabbit that's exactly you nailed it you got it you got exactly oh my god cool I really want to see this I want to watch that but um, yeah. that is like if they were re-releasing this, that's what they would do. Since Robert Downey Jr. went on to be one of the biggest movie stars of all time, yeah, yeah, it would be. I think Bob the Downey first, Jr. the first actor to be a billionaire. Yeah, is I he really? Just, oh, jeez. Yeah. Um, uh, all right, just making note. Fine to with me. He's he he's very it. good. He's, he's so very good. very good. And I yeah. like him in this. As I mean, he's like a kid but he's still with a bunch of weird hair and i really enjoy it yeah i mean that like kind of before the the fall and you know but way before the rise that's the that's the thing about robert downey jr that makes him so likable is the for me at least is like the story of the yeah he was disgraced he was on the outs uh being old enough to remember them making fun of him getting fired off Ally McBeal because he got arrested. You know, like, just the amount oh, wow. of shit Robert Downey Jr. used to get as a society. Like, we used to give him and make fun of him for, like, haha. He's a suffer- comeback head. Yes, I- for suffering a drug addiction. Look at this piece of shit. This got <laughs> very heavy very fast. But yeah, the interesting 90s opinion. Were, the 90s were, I'm not saying that. I'm saying the 90s were awful and we loved to just, like, kick people when they were down and we did that as a society to we Robert still Downey. do that. Yeah, like, yeah still, I was just that's saying, like yeah. our favorite thing to do. But as a society, yeah. we still have not decided if addiction is an actual disease or it's like a you're a piece of shit disease, and we yeah. we we go that's, back and forth depending on who it is and what the situation is. But Robert Downey Jr. got a real lot of negativity coming his way, yeah. and then he t- came back as one of like the most iconic movie characters of the 21st century, yeah. and is great in the role and. And it's I'm fun all the time. Rich, I like yeah. having it on screen. So uh, back back to school not only features pre-drugs Robert Downey Jr. or current drugs. I don't know when he started. Um, yeah, I would definitely think he I was think... doing drugs. Yeah, doing yeah. yeah. Uh, but it also stars Rodney Dangerfield as Rodney Dangerfield. And My boy. Is he your boy? Oh, dude. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Alex, this is going to be a very unpleasant hour for you. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I okay. I will. Heads will fucking roll. Yeah, no, I. Just, I I here's okay. Let me just let's we should start here. This is what we got to talk about. So we're watching this uh, because it is back to school time, and we're transitioning back into movies. And we had one week between Summer of Fun and The Rocktober, and so uh, we picked this up. It seemed interesting to me. Um, also, I do not have an opinion about Rodney Dangerfield before watching this movie. So I like. How I just, is that possible? Yeah, uh, it's not. Well, I want to say it's not possible because you're a liar, Alex. Here's. <laughs> what? No, so Phoebe, no, Phoebe, no. Okay, so Alex That's not a thing. Alex yeah. asked exactly. Alex asked me if if we uh, if we want to do back to school, and I was like, yeah, sure. I've seen back to school, and you're like, yeah, I'm curious if Rodney Dangerfield holds up because there's no way he could possibly be funny. Right? No, no, no. What, what I said was, it's not what I said. It's not what I said. You're mischaracterizing what I said. What I said, well, you you said he's the greatest joke writer of all time, and I said there's no way his stand up is funny today because Fuck. it was such a different style uh, it was such a different no. time it is have no. you listened to it recently yeah, it's and his, fucking good dude his style so. is timeless like there's no there's not. like comics yes back it that, is no, he literally went up there and wrote jokes just told one joke after another after like that style is still used today you know? okay but uh here's here's what i'm saying is the the experience the, the exposure that i have to run the dangerfield jokes um, mostly is that there's a clip of him in a rap album I listened to recently, and I have heard it a bunch of times, and I hate it. It's a terrible joke. It's not funny at all, and it's just him on. It's like him on uh, the Tonight Show. I have a question. Doing his same Hold shit. On. Do you think Rodney Dangerfield is just a rap comic? No. Have you listened to his fucking? Have you listened to his jokes? Is it the only exposure you've had to him? Recently, is the only time I hear him is like people play, there's like clips of him sometimes, and the clips are not good. They're not funny. Oh my fucking God. So when I asked you, have you listened to his jokes recently? Have you listened to his stand-up? That's what you were saying? That's what you were talking about, you sociopath? (laughs) You said, have I listened to it recently? And and I'm saying the only time it's come up recently is on this album. I... I'm just trying to wow. think of other people who had novelty rap albums in the 90s. And if no, you no. base their entire... Uh, like, entire like, you know, legacy. Yeah, you know not even Shaq, clear legacy on Yeah, it. you know Shaq? Yeah, I mean, he's an okay rapper. I don't know anything. What, he played basketball for a while, <laughs> right? He was... No, I don't know. No, I, like, no, I don't space, oh, okay. No, oh, you guys guy, are horribly misunderstanding this. Jam? You guys oh, are... Macho, you, you Macho Man Randy Savage? No, I, I know he's a rapper. I listen to his album, oh but I don't God. really like anything else Anthony, he's done. Anthony, if I ever give out a Nobel Peace Prize, you're getting it just for this last 45 <laughs> seconds of our friendship. Okay, uh, so first of all, um, I... Hold on. Have, no, that's, no. A fair, that's, that's a very funny joke, though. You should... That's fucking gold. It was a very funny not listening at all to what i was saying you did a very funny job of that i'm not saying i'm not saying he was rapping on it i'm saying on the most recent uh anderson pock album he plays a clip of rodney dangerfield's stand-up and the joke is not funny so I'm not so talking about listen. the 1983 classic Rap and Rodney, the five-minute <laughs> rap song that Rodney Dangerfield released, which is almost certainly the least funny thing that's ever happened. I'm talking no, about... No, again, like I said, Shaq and William Shatner have released rap albums. They were late, least funny things. They're, they're okay, that's... I mean, song, no, they're, sure. they're all tied for not funny rap albums. Yeah. But I would say the, the clip from The Tonight Show of him talking about how... Uh, 
women do he doesn't get like a lot of respect from women it's just not even a little bit funny but the point is i think stand-up has changed a lot since the early 80s and if you disagree with that that's weird i I think do you think he was doing stand-up in the early 80s yeah that's yes he he was he (laughs) for sure was fucking god but is that what you're listening to? Are you listening to Rodney Dangerfield's I early 80s told comedy? told you I'm listening not to it. <laughs> I have not heard a lot of his stand-up. That's why I said I don't have an opinion. This is the most I'm, attack I'm I've ever gotten loss. before I had an opinion. I am at a fucking loss. No, because he's been given to, like, the opportunities you've had to listen to him. Comedy you know what? from the 80s listen. does not hold well, up. He's but he is not an 80s comic. He's not a fucking... <laughs> He's not an 80s comic. He's not fucking Gallagher. That's late career Rodney Dangerfield. That's like a weird zone to start listening to him in. Oh, you, like, wait, wait, what year of Rodney Dangerfield is he at the top of his game? The 60s. Listen to him in the 60s, for fuck's sake. Okay, so again, great point, but not at all what I was saying. If, if I think that stand-up from the 80s does not hold up, your answer can't be like, no, but it's from the 60s. That holds up less good. No, it do- that's fucking insane. No, no because it, yeah. you listen to a snippet of material from him of like, it isn't fresh or it's, I assure you his 1980 whatever, what was it? Appearance on Late the Tonight night Show. Set? Yeah. Tonight Show set? It's not his fucking album when he was like playing the Catskills and at his peak. And you also have to take into consideration the I fact mean- that like, historically... Historically, he's playing like the Borscht Belt. It's a huge wave of anti-Semitism. He's doing a lot of Jewish stuff. He's doing material that was edgy and like good. I mean, it's still good. It's still yeah. good. Listen yeah. to Jackie Mason. Listen to yeah. Rodney Dangerfield. Sure, sure, Listen sure. to Sid Caesar. These are you know interesting, what I mean? interesting uh, time capsules, yeah. but not funny no, I mean, qua no, comedy no, in they are 2019. Sti- it's still fucking funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, Bob, it is. Okay. Bob Newhote's stand-up from that time is still funny. Oh, man. Some, like, okay. There's a lot okay. of It's insane stand-up. to think that just because yeah. something is old, it's not funny and doesn't hold up. Well, and it's crazy to me, especially because, like, Alex, your comedy in particular, if you had any idea how often you you were stealing from Rodney Dangerfield <laughs> and yes. from Bob Newhart. Like, if you had any fucking idea. I have no idea. idea what that means. Yeah, that's the thing. Well, it's I, just because you don't know. Because, like, you're stealing or, like, just adapting from comics you like who are directly influenced by them, right? You are taking things like they literally invented and pioneered in the art form and, like, just adapting it and you're unaware that it traces back directly I'm not them. saying that that's yeah. bad. I don't. I'm not saying he's bad. I'm saying that comedy from the '80s is uh, any comedy. Stop is, saying the '80s. Comedy '80s. Great comedy from the '70s. Even more so, what I was saying about the '80s. But the. But okay, so you're saying there's no like funny movies from the '70s. There's no classic sitcom episodes. There's what I'm nothing. saying is, if oh. I mean, if comedy is timeless, then that also means it's not speaking to its time, which I think is problematic. I think what is interesting yeah. about comedy is when it's in a, it's in the moment, and if it's not of that moment, then it's going to sound weird it's gonna sound cheesy so the best case scenario is that it does not comedy not holding up from the early uh, like, i this i i think especially with a lot of what's been going on in comedy recently uh a big part of the things that uh, i don't understand is where this idea that comedy has to be anything came from uh i don't like, mean no, 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 no. i'm not saying comedy silly. has to be saying i'm telling you when i enjoy yeah. comedy is when it is blank 
Yeah, but I'm saying comedy can also be like you're saying you don't like a single silly comic who does jokes that are will be funny in 20 years. Like, all right, you only like comics who are out there like doing stuff that's very very timely. I don't think that's true. I think, I think you no, like no, comics. I think I've you guys you both know what comics. I'm saying, and you're intentionally misunderstanding me. I think <laughs> that the that that the style of stand up, what is happening in stand up, has evolved. It like the same. That's- that's also assuming that all that comedy is is material and not also behavior and personality. Or that he's eyeballs. he's gen- he is genetically funny. Everything he yeah. does is fucking funny. One of Whether the, it's I like, think that's a great claim to investigate as we discuss the 1986 film Back to School. Uh, no, I think that ship has sailed, man. Whether everything he's <laughs> ever done is funny. Uh, no, I, be, is everything that he, he is, ever does is funny. I think it's a great place to start is yeah. the 1986 film Back to School. Ew, I think I, that's a no, really fun thing to No, you know where a good place to, to start is? You know what a good place to start is? <laughs> My favorite movie as a kid, which is Rover Dangerfield. <laughs> Still a classic. What is Rover Dangerfield? Well, we're going to have to do a whole episode about yeah. that someday. The 1991 film. Oh, oh, this is where he's a cartoon dog who's he's pulling on his collar. Dog. Yeah. It's my favorite. The dog I mean, who gets uh, no respect. He is one of those people who, like, his, <coughs> like, the archetype, the image of the silhouette of Rodney Dangerfield is one of the most iconic performers of the 21st century, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's something about just, like, I think you're right that it is, like, he is genetically kind of very funny. Like, it's just something about it is, it's timeless. Like, I know. I love it. I think that there's a lot to say about stuff that is important without saying that it's funny right now. No. And, no. And I, Absolutely not. Anyway, okay, let's talk about this stupid fucking movie. Um, uh, so, Back to School... Uh, is about uh, Rodney Dangerfield, whose son, who never went to college himself, even though it was very important to his father. And so when he finds out his son is not doing super well in college, sort of goes back to school, kind of, and becomes a college student in the... You know, like kind of uh, bizarre and interesting way. Anyway, he goes back to college with his son, but also is still a millionaire businessman and uses his money to not do any of the school stuff. Until yeah. the last day. Um, also, along the way, fucks his English teacher. Which, uh, and uh, Kurt Vonnegut comes down for a yeah. minute. Great Kurt- cameo. When, he, uh, but- when he's like, fuck you, Kurt, fuck me, okay. fuck you, Kurt Vonnegut. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Totally good joke. Also, uh, Oingo Boingo as themselves. Yeah. yeah. And Danny Elfman pre-being Danny Elfman that we know of yeah. him as. When you- um, before uh, he uh, metamorphosed, he went into his cocoon and came back out yeah. as, you know, Danny L or uh, Tim Burton. Yeah. Key tickler. I don't know. That is classic actually, key tickler. Now, yeah. Now that I think <laughs> about it, now that we get on Danny Elfman, you think Danny Elfman is actually the richest cast member from this movie? Like, you think Danny Elfman has more <laughs> money than Robert Downey Jr.? Uh, like, is that the most. I'm going to check right now. I, I mean, mean, Danny Elfman works. He does what, 15, 20 movies a year somehow? Like, uh, he's one yeah. of those like really prolific composers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Danny mostly, Elfman net worth. He is... mostly walks into studios and has people go, okay, just go la la la, la la la. <laughs> right? Just, you know my sound. You know what to do. <laughs> uh, he has a net worth of about 50 million, probably. Are you guessing? Or no, that's celebritynetworth.com is 
but I'm Damn assuming they're guessing. I was like, guessing. that's amazing. If you play fucking prices right with how much a net worth is or someone, I mean, I just assume that these it. websites don't know anything. Um, yeah, they don't. My friend, uh, my friend looked up what her net worth was uh, on there just because she's like been in a couple TV shows, and it was like, boy, I wish. <laughs> I, well, net worth is also really funny. I um, I was looking at my Twitter stats the other day. I didn't know that I had them, but it's like here's our statistics on your followers. And according to that, 30% of my Twitter followers uh, have a net worth of over $2 million, which Way seems to unlikely to me. That 30, you know, a third of my Twitter followers are millionaires, right? Really? I mean, I don't know. That's, I, it's a million dollars. Isn't like an unreasonable amount yeah, of money anymore. Yeah. And Alex, I think like, why are you asking us? Take us straight to the, the Twitter feed, you know, just yeah. ask them. <laughs> Just straight up ask them. Let I, I, I want to see. Just be like, all right, you motherfuckers. Could be completely honest with me. If you're How many over you a millionaire. Yeah, yeah. At any like, given time, I have less than $130. So I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you who's who or what's what. Yeah. I um. So, le- okay. So let's start on this movie. Uh, Anthony, you've seen the movie before. Did you see this as a kid? What is the back to school? How has well, it been this- in your life? This has like a lot of things we've talked about, especially in this uh, "Well, Does It Hold Up" thing. Is the uh, something I've mentioned before is the Comedy Central comedy canon. Yes, in terms of this was one of their movies, highly replayable that they aired constantly. So I just is one of those movies that was just a part of my life because I had it on Comedy Central a lot, and this movie was on Comedy Central a few times a week. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I've definitely seen it a lot. It's one of the type of movies like I will sit down and like, if I, if in the rare occasion that I find myself watching like live TV, if I'm just like come across this and there's like an hour left, I'll be like, yeah, I'll just just keep watching yeah. this. So while I do something else, it's just fun and watchable it's not a great movie i do think it's a very weird part again judging rodney dangerfield because this is like a type of uh type of point in his career when it's like i watch this and i'm like i'm just glad he was getting paid yeah. you know like he he was just cash and paychecks he's been doing stand-up for 30 years he's yeah, never really also, worked in movies yeah. people were like what do we do with him and he's like how about we just have you show up, say Rodney Dangerfield shit, and we'll give you a few million dollars at the end of it. <laughs> I love and I'm it. I'm like, yeah. yeah, cool. I'm so glad he got got that money. Uh, well, I'm glad Kavanaugh got money. You know. Yeah. Is this the same for you, Phoebe? You had the you watched a lot on Comedy Central early on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, it was also just like my parents had it on. Like we were, you know, I can't. I guess the only real way to describe it is I have Mel Brooks tattooed on my body. Yes. So this is, Oh, but before there were two tattoos that I was thinking about getting. And one of them was the one I have now, which is Mel Brooks is the Pope. The other was Mount Rushmore with Rodney Dangerfield and Mel Brooks. And I couldn't figure out who the third was going to be, but it was like, Mm. I was going to have a Mount Rushmore of, like, old Jewish comedians. It was going to be, like, them and Jackie Mason and, like, Sid Caesar or something. Mm. But, uh, so just so you know, he's a big deal. And so back to school was, like, a Well, so he's a a runner-up for a second-place leg tattoo. So he really... Well, yesterday I was, like, well, could I... What's the opposite of a pope? Because I could get that on the opposite, like, on my right flank. The opposite of of a pope. Because it'd be funny if it was like, 
you know, like an angel devil, like but like Pope and right, then anti Pope. Exactly. Uh, I guess something like can that. I, can I make a suggestion? Do Please. like the young Pope and have like a young, sexy Ronnie Dangerfield. Sure. Ooh. Or what's, yeah, that, love that. what's that new movie coming out? Two Popes? There's a movie coming out called Two Popes. Two oh, Popes? Oh, yeah, there is. It looks yeah. really good. Yeah, but uh, you could do something kind of based off that, you know? It's about the the passing of the... What was the name of the, the last one? The Benedict? Yeah, Benedict passing to Francis. It's about that story. It's got uh, Anthony Hopkins. No one cares. I don't know why I'm so... No, that's interesting. I've never heard of this movie. I like it, sounds, it. sounds fun. Well, it's... Here's the thing. Can I say one really thing about this? This movie had to get made because I never realized... How much Pope Francis, that's his name, right, looks like the guy they got to play him. Oh, interesting. Uh, they just he, had that guy, his agent that's how they was started? like, look, guys. Yeah, no, seriously, it's uh, he's it's Jonathan Price, who I've seen oh. a lot before, and I've never thought looks exactly like Pope Francis. It's fucking crazy. Oh my god, crazy you're right. How much they have the same exact face. Like, so what happened was, Jonathan, Price. Jonathan Price's yeah. agent walks into a film studio and puts down a picture of Jonathan Price, and they're like, yeah, yeah, we know. And then he puts down a picture of the Pope, and they're like, fuck. No, no, no. Uh, he puts down Jonathan Price's headshot, and then puts down like a grocery store candle with the Pope's face <laughs> on it. <laughs> and just, they, yeah, you, you don't think the Pope has official in the headshots? Room. No, and then they and then they like blow the candle out, and like the smoke comes from it, and they're like, "We got our new pope." <laughs> See, that's a bit of fun Catholic. It's a good little Catholic lore, yeah. For a um, for a Jewish lady, you sure know our lore, dude. I love the Catholics. Oh, weird. Um, it's very theatrical. You're a very theatrical bunch. I've the, gone the, on record multiple times as saying if I was some form of Christian, I'd be Catholic for sure. Also, saved a lot of Jews during the Holocaust. So, thanks, guys. Um, you also are a huge fan of guilt. You yeah, just, me personally, yeah. oh, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. Yeah, and Catholicism is, if you don't know, is like a, it, it's, it's like. Oh, a, I know. It yeah. is the gold. It is the equivalent of like the Sierra Leone diamond mines for guilt. Yeah. it's just a lot of good <laughs> guilt to mine. I out well, of that, but what's know? weird about it is there's a lot of stuff that the church should feel guilty about that they're not. 100%. Bothering well, no, so. that's the be- that's the beauty of Catholicism is they spread that guilt out over the followers. <laughs> yeah, once you get that. up, you know, it's like it's like kind of getting above like a bad turbulence. You know, like when you're climbing <laughs> yeah. the ranks, eventually <laughs> you get like above it in the church and you're the, guilt free. The Pope but comes up, he's like, "Guys, look, there's a lot of bad stuff going on right now in the church, so I'm just going to take myself up to thirty five thousand and yeah, just and chill then, up yeah. here." <laughs> there's also like they also have like the most fun goofy tactics from like the way beginning when they were trying to get people into catholicism they're like no 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 but we we talked to god for you and then they did this thing where they had a uh, they called it the jubilee where they basically sold vouchers for salvation to yeah. like peasants and were like hey yeah. come on just give us a couple bucks or we'll get like a you know some kind of little spherical like sphere cage with yeah, some incense for, in it for hundreds of years you could like pre-buy sins from the Catholic yeah. Church if you had enough money. You could buy like, <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do some fucked up shit tonight, so I'm yeah, gonna man. come and give you some money now. And they have then, kids going door-to-door basically selling like coupon books. <laughs> <laughs> Look, guys, I know you guys are going to a party tonight. I just, like, you're gonna need it. It's better to have it and yeah. not use it than... Yeah, exactly. Look, 40% off ice cream at uh, Ben & Jerry's and also, you know, eternal salvation. Yeah, also you get to uh, one one cheating. 
You get to cheat one, one cheat. time. One cheat. Yeah. One and cheat with somebody free a, a set or above. Well, I yeah, and free cheddar rolls from Red Lobster. Like, the the Catholic church, talking about, like, uh, something I think about a lot, especially when I still even go into, like, modern Catholic churches, like, you know, how they sold people on their religion back in the day. But a lot of it is the most simple tactic when you think about, like, how nice certain Catholic churches are. And it's like, I think that they're nice compared to my house, which is pretty nice. I couldn't imagine <laughs> living in like a hut or like a small shitty thing oh, in like yeah. one room and then walking into some of these fucking college churches and being like, okay, so yeah, God's totally real, right? Like, how else <laughs> do you feeling, do this? How yeah, and like, this the idea possible? that... The idea, too, that you've, like, contributed to opulence, where it's yeah. like, oh, part of my, you know, part of my contribution to my church has created such an ornate, beautiful place, and that's also supposedly my house, too. Yeah. So look at all these houses I have. Yeah, they, my- they don't want me sleeping there, but that's cool. I respect <laughs> it. <you know? laughs> Just bring a slumber bag into a confession booth and yeah. knock out a little bit. <laughs> Um, so, I love it. They had so many cute ways of getting people in the church, and then, um, you know, also torturing and murdering you if you didn't convert. Yeah, so they, but it's that's kind of everywhere. A fun, yeah, Jews don't Jews don't really do that though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you know, if and you many, many compliments to that. I haven't mentioned Look, that in a while. Thank you, Thanks Alex. for not doing that, <laughs> Alex. Alex, you can either take the carrot or you can take the stick. You know what I mean? I just <laughs> it's a pretty simple it's a pretty simple trade here. I think you got to pick your. <laughs> Pick your lane. You know? Okay, so uh, I had never seen Back to School. I think I've seen parts of Back to School from Comedy Central reruns like you had. Yeah. Because uh, I definitely recognize some things from it. But You've I had never seen Rodney Dangerfield walk to the edge of a diving board and well, float in his arm. Right? I have You've definitely seen like that, seen that scene yeah. for sure. Um, although I did not see... I don't think I've actually seen the full Triple Lindy before. The, the dive that almost killed him and... Um, doesn't make a ton of physical sense, uh, but would be kind of dope. I don't. I'm sure you're not allowed to do that in diving competitions, but I like it. I'd I'd watch someone do that. Same. Also, I like yeah. that he opened for the diving horse on Atlantic City, which I there was a movie about that. My dad used to work on the Steel Pier in Atlantic City, and so we like went when when that movie came out. We went and watched the movie about the diving horse, which he had seen in person a bunch, and although not as a diver, uh, as a carny, but I. Uh, so I, I'm totally interested. I love I love that there was a Atlantic City mention on that. I love that the horse got how fun. What was that? Was that um, was that Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken? Was that the name of that movie? I have no idea. It's yes. Uh, board, yes. It, it's called Boardwalk Empire. <laughs> I fucking nailed it. 1991. Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken. The movie about the girl on the horse but, that dives into is the it sea. But very you know, sad. Uh, for sure. Do you know the horse doesn't want to do that? Oh, yeah, I know. I've seen the Simpsons episode. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen that. But, but yeah, they don't the, like it. But no, yeah, it's... Rodney Dangerfield in Atlantic City is like, I feel like you kind of have to work a reference that, like, you know how, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, when he's playing, like, a scientist, they always got to kind of mention, like, why is this six foot five Austrian bodybuilder a science in the, scientist in the Northwest? It's just weird. It doesn't make yeah, any sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, America's what, the land of possibilities. But that's what Rodney Dangerfield is like. This guy has definitely been to Atlantic City, right? If we right. don't mention that in the script, the audience is going to be curious why he doesn't talk about being Fantastic. in Atlantic City. Well, so uh, this time around, uh, what did you guys... So, Anthony, you, you were starting by saying you felt like it was not, not the best, uh, but like 
how did you feel about it this time around? How did you? How did you? What did you notice? Maybe that you didn't notice before about back. Well, I feel like again, we've been. This is another thing that's been coming up a lot. Is uh, my constant anxiety and frustration with the modern world has been blending into a lot of the stuff that is like we watch solely to, uh, um, like just does it hold up? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that was like I was thinking about the uh, sort of like the college admission scandals mm. that's been going on and how this is like a more joyous fun version that like if if phillips not phillips Seymour hoffman if felicity hoffman <laughs> <laughs> his greatest role yet. Yeah, yeah and felicity hoffman was paying for herself to go back to college with a kid i'd be like yeah. okay that's kind of cool but he's kind of doing the opposite of that that of like what happened there so i i kept thinking about that which i just could not stop thinking about well and also like with, uh, the, with the admission scandal it's always it was always about like paying money to this third party to cheat to get in we'd know that you just if you donate a building your kids get to go to the school yeah. that's not a scandal that's just like that's just what happens that's how yes. school works and so the idea that he buys a school and gets to go to that i mean i think the hardest part for me to like wrap my head around is why does snape care why is he mad about well, this that old makes guy. sense to me, though. It's like really? he's someone who very well, you know. I mean, just because we all know those guys, I don't think it's right. Fuck that guy. He's like a great villain, but you know, you know those dudes who are like, this isn't the way it should be. Like we've all gotten in trouble with that but guy the, before. If a rich well, person shows up and is like, I bought a building so that I could go back to school, even though I don't have transcripts from fifty years ago, I, like as a continuing education thing, I think they'd be like. Actually, this is pretty cool because well, normally uh, what you do is you'd well, buy the building and then they would give you an honorary doctorate. So, like, the fact that he actually wants to go to class and read books is, like, amazing. But he but also Alan, doesn't want to do that and he shows up well, on that the first later. day and he, like, schools him. Like, well, the first day of school, he, like, he well, talks sure, so about what owning a business him. actually like, so, is. But, but Snape was mad before that yeah. when he showed up yeah. in his weird, very expensive car yeah. Um, during the dedication of the building, it was like, I don't think we should accept this man's money. It was bizarre. No, I think, no, Alex, I think it makes sense. You, well, also, we're forgetting here, I think, that this was the 80s. It was a different time. Yep. And every movie in the 80s had a stuck-up white the man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who had to, like, the like that archetype is so burned into a society at this point. And it's like, it's Nowadays, they try to add a little bit more nuance to him. Like, he would get kind of like a subplot or uh, something that would be like, oh, he's not actually that angry. He just has this other thing. But in the 80s, you had to have this character who just hated any kind of fun. Had to be like a jealousy thing for the love interest as well. And it's just... I think it's a very believable character. The other thing that was hard for me in modern time is understanding the relationships and how they work. Uh, I don't know how dating worked in 86, I guess. Because, like, um, so he's having sex. So, okay, the English teacher is dating and, like, discussing marriage with Snape. And then uh, she has sex with Rodney Dangerfield while her boyfriend is outside looking at the house. And then the next day, they're still together and he's like they're like hanging out at a diving thing and he's like i don't see what i don't know what you see in that guy like they're just and and then and then that relationship seems to keep to continue and then later she walks in on rodney dangerfield scuba diving into a vagina 
at a party and she's like, I can't believe you. How would you do that? How could you do this to me? My nieces. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, my nieces. I died. This is so fucking funny. Um, but but like like I just what is the relationship supposed to be that it's like Yeah, and then they're like fat and that was the one I was like, Oh, so you're not mad anymore. Fine. But, but it's She's also in an other relationship. She's like, How dare you have fun at this pool? In a not sex manner. I don't know what he was doing if he was like in the hot tub with goggles, like she's just showing me underwater. Um like that doesn't seem like nearly as big of a problem as the fact that she is almost engaged to someone else and having sex with him. That's true. I mean, That's true. The-, the implication I think being that there was some kind of lascivious action happening, and also those women were very young. Yeah, I guess if the main issue was that they were young, that is true. That was that was gross. In fact, a lot of the movie was really gross having but a seventy-year-old man hitting on children. Let me say this. I get it. <laughs> I can't. I can't stress enough. Phoebe, I have, do I need to? Do I need to remind you that what you say on podcast now can hurt your chances at Saturday Night Live? Oh, That's a I new don't feature. care. I think. I think my. Uh, I think. I will stand by my feelings about old Jews until the day I die. If anyone has a problem with me and how I oh, feel, oh, you get it that way. Okay, no, that's fine. I'm. That's fine. Yeah. No, no, no. If anyone has a problem, you know, my my going after like I, get I thought you meant you understood why like, he wanted to do it to them. But I said you're saying that you no, understand no, why no. they would hook Me up to with him. him. Yeah. I get it. Never I mind. Think that's, that's fine. Un- OK, I get it. I see what I was like, boy, are people really that upset about like, no, no, you, know, you can do whatever like, you want. I don't no, think, I uh, love him so much. I totally I, I, I think that I think even in a, a kind of uh, overly maybe sometimes sensitive culture it's always okay to say Rodney Dangerfield can get it that's just like nope. yep that's a, okay that's the time <laughs> nope <laughs> yeah. uh, having so, it be believable though because I will say even if it's a small percentage of us again to, I'm yeah. into those spindly arms and sort of pear-shaped no, look, old if, man yeah, body. if Rodney Dangerfield wasn't was alive and in okay health he would be in a very similar place as like Jeff Goldblum right now I honestly believe that in terms okay, of but like, so I yeah yeah I, I think it's fine for people to be on the internet talking about having sex with him. That seems fine great. to me. I I don't yeah. think he should do it because that's creepy. But and Chill. I also think I I guess I admire how much you uh, Phoebe care about personality overlooks because the idea of having sex with somebody and then those eyeballs open up at you. Oh, I love it. Where they're like they're, <laughs> so much. they're, they're so two much to three respect. inches outside of the plane of yeah. his face. <laughs> I don't know. No, I, I. He's my favorite. The one of the funniest moments. I like. Here's the thing. I don't love Caddyshack. I don't think it's that great. But his role in it is so fucking good. Like the one Jew in this country club, and the way that he just like wrecks everything. <laughs> and there's that moment where the where the dude's wearing that hat, or is it a lady? Someone's wearing a stupid hat, and he's like, "Whoa, nice hat." And it looks at her, he's like, no, it looks good on you, though. And then looks away. <laughs> Do you no, know what I I'm mean, talking yes. It's, like, so dumb to, like, explain I, I a thing like that. that. I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, but I, I mean, you. just just think about how many fucking comics or any performers in their late 50s show up in a movie and society's like, we need more of this guy. Yeah. Like, the <laughs> idea that he was, like, a fairly well-known and respected person, like, that movie pit him on such the map. Like... 
Yeah. Just how many people break out at that kind of age? Like that's amazing. You know, yeah, in a whole yeah, because he was already like wildly successful for doing stand up, and then the fact that it was like, oh, now he's got this whole other funny career. Yeah. So yeah, of course, and he doesn't take himself too seriously. Yeah. And this is going back to like I know I want to stay friends with everyone, but like Rap and Rodney and Rover Dangerfield, it's like. That dude, like, yeah, he's just working, but he's also, like, putting everything he has into it, and I love it so much. I I always think of, whenever I think about Rodney Dangerfield, I think of the last joke I ever heard him say. He was getting some, like, kind of Lifetime Achievement Award. Uh, I forget where it was. I don't, but I was watching this, and he's he's winning this Lifetime Achievement Award on some, like, uh, show. And he gets up there and he's accepting the award and he goes, you know, this has been a really big year for me. I'm getting this. I just finished my first book. And everyone applauds. And he goes, you know, if I think if I have enough time, I'll read a second one. Uh, (laughs) But I always just like getting a Lifetime Achievement Award. He was looking so brittle and old and he was very, very very much in poor health in the last few years of his life and Mm. the idea of like him just still like looking just not good but getting up there and like the first thing he says is like i'm a dumb idiot who's only ever read one book is such a funny fucking thing to open with i just uh i think i I think your your delivery of that joke is very funny yeah and also was even better his entire career his entire like set of jokes is also like how ugly and stupid he is like one of my favorites is that my mother got morning sickness after i was born it's like (laughs) the funniest that's his entire life and his dad carrying a picture of the kid his dad picture his dad has a picture of in his wallet is the one that came with the wallet like (laughs) he he has so he has like complete self-awareness and like 110% 110% commitment to everything he does, and that is spectacular. Well, and that's why these stupid fucking movies work. Yeah, and if you go back to watch, get to get back on the stand-up, if you, like, watch it just from, like, an ant, like, uh, to learn something about comedy from, like, just the way, uh, I heard him talk about this once, about how he, like, does his sets like a pearl necklace, is what he's thinking of, is he's making a bunch of those. Like, he's just, like, you take a subject, and, like, that's a bead on the necklace, and each one should lead into the next one, but also be, like, its own self-contained pearl, and then you move on to the next thing. And if you watch his sets, the way he, like, establishes an idea, does a shit ton of variations on it that are all tight self-contained little beautiful pearls on one necklace and then he's like all right that set's done moving on to the next idea it's just like there's so much impressive things he did for a guy who oh it's amazing well and delivery like like creating such a personality of yourself and you know that was a lot of what like people like comics were back then but like he, he capitalized on the fact that he was all personality yeah, and it was genuine. Do, and fucking, how do you guys feel like they, this kind of uh, string of pearls del- uh, joke writing works in like conversation in a movie? Because like what what was impressive to me was just how dense and joke jokey it was of his one liners in this story. Um, but I yeah, also, I but also, it's not like it doesn't flow like a conversation. It's just, it's like, man, if you met this person, you'd be like, you're a sociopath. No, yeah, I don't, think, I don't think it's applicable. 
Yeah, he's doing a shtick, right? Like yeah. it, they, it really does feel like I don't. I've, I'm, I am curious about like because he has such a recognizable voice. If it was just easy, and if he would be okay if on a script on like a movie set, if some writer came up to him and was like, "I wrote like five minutes of Rodney Dangerfield jokes, where you just walk yeah. through this hallway and say them," <laughs> or was it like, "No, no, I'm Rodney Dangerfield. I know. I will just imp- if he was like improvising a lot of this stuff." Oh, that's a good but question. It, it does seem like either way, he was just kind of let loose on sets like they were like again like most of his movies feel like they feel a lot like kind of like richard Pryor movies especially his later ones when they're like you're funny but we don't know how to like make movies around you so we're just gonna let you kind of just show up and do your thing you know there were some moments in it where i said out loud like i don't know if he even knows the camera's role like like, (laughs) does he know that he's in a scene or are they just like filming him be like existing in an environment like especially during the bar fight scene where Polly kills a kid also <laughs> like is that was that your reading of that scene 100% i have no idea how else you would read it he throws a child into a jukebox so hard that it <laughs> must kill him I, I do, yeah, I, I do like that he's like, uh, I'm a, like, as far as him offloading his college work, the one thing I did like is like, oh, I gotta get in a fight with a football team. All right, mobster, you handle yep. this. I love it. Uh, Polly's so scary in it. I know he has a real name, but. Yeah, he's, and he's like that character in everything, right? He's, he's yeah. that guy a lot of times. Uh, so it doesn't seem like Dangerfield got a, he got a story credit, but not a screenplay credit, which does seem like all of these jokes were written by someone else, unless they just like took a half hour of his material and got to put it anywhere. No, I think, yeah. I think a lot of it, I think story, bu- or like uh, story credit means that he contributed, like it was either improv or he like wrote some of his own jokes, which I think is like pretty clear in it, like where those land. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. when he sits down to, uh, when he sits down to dinner with somebody and instead of like saying hello, he's like, so my, I, you know, I've been divorced three times. My wife says to me, oh man, <laughs> yeah. geez, this date is not going great. And then she, yeah. it did go great. She liked it. Um, the other thing, uh, so one thing that's like an important through line before we wrap up is the diving. It's like a crucial part of this movie. And that is also weird for me as I do not care and have never heard about diving. Um, it's the, I, the entire school, a thousand people attend the dive meet. I get it. And I think di- my dad was a diver though. So I think it's like. Yeah, I think diving is super fucking cool. I think it's interesting. I guess I've seen little like snippets at the Olympics, but just the idea that the whole school revolves around the dive team is very like the the teacher Snape goes. He's got no interest in that. He's just just watching a good diving meet. I think that like schools like that, like who gives a fuck about rowing? But it's like you go to somewhere like Harvard or Yale, oh, and that's the only so this thing is people a, care this is a classic about. dive school. Yeah, but also one yeah. where you can like. You can heckle people from the stands, and they will notice and admonish you, but not. Well, also, let it it's affect incredibly the dangerous. It's so yeah, I, that's yeah. fair. Yeah, uh, very dangerous. Can I no, say I mean, one, why, can I, it's why yeah. people go to dive meets, right? Same reason they go to NASCAR. NASCAR, yeah, yeah. 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 they're for the crashes. Oh yeah. man! Uh, can I say one of my favorite things about the movie? Yeah, please. Is the relationship between the father and son that they don't fall into this fucking boring trope of like he's miserable to have his dad there, and then they have to like reconcile. Yeah, in he some does. Way. Like when his like, dad they says, "I'm coming." They just like each other. He genuinely yeah. smiles. 
Yeah, and he's like, he like likes his dad, and we don't have to deal with. And when he gets mad at him for like copping out and you know outsourcing and delegating all of his schoolwork to other people, that's a legitimate gripe to have. But then yeah. he like realizes who he is, and he gets over it, and it affects his father in the right way. And yeah, I feel I, like if that movie was made now, there would be this whole thing where he's like, oh, I don't want my dad to come. But they just totally step, skip over that useless trope and just have it be way more fun having him hang out with his son, yeah. go around giving pens out and stuff. Totally agree. <laughs> I, I the, the Their relationship is, is, is interesting, and it does just keep the thing moving instead of dragging it, it into something boring. And it humanizes him, too, in a way that you're like, oh, well, if his kid likes him, it means he's a good guy. He isn't this, like, creepy yeah. deadbeat dad. He's, like, a dude who clearly means well and loves his son and has always been there for him and is, like, coming to hang out with him. Yeah, and, like... It's really sweet. His dad's relationship, like, where, with, with uh, his second wife, where he's, like... She, he's got photos in his pocket at all times of all of the times she's cheated on him. And yet, when he's <laughs> mad at her, he's like, the thing that I'm mad at is I let her get between me and my son. Yeah. yeah, which is I really mean, sweet. A huge part of this kid, like he could also be him, like old money, but he's 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 not. He's like a self-made guy. Like this. Yeah. This is like these little touches to the. Yeah, I mean, he's self-made in the way that money. also his dad owned a tailor shop, and so he did take it, make it bigger, but also had a nice advantage on that starting out. But that he was, he also had like a good relationship with his father and yeah, he wanted to follow true. in his footsteps and like work with, he's like, I want to work with you in the shop. Yeah. You know, it's like a good uh, tight knit family with generations of closeness. Yeah, that's a good point. That. That's, a super, that's definitely an interesting thing about that. Um, we got to get uh, get to wrapping. So I guess the main question then for uh, both of you, I'm going to start. Wait, wait, wait. Do we have to get rapping like Rodney? Rap, rapping Rodney, his best work. <laughs> Oh, I, I'm going to click on it later and watch it, but I do not want to hear what this is. Do not. Oh. Do not listen to his raps again. Go on Spotify and listen I've to never his heard original his raps before. albums. I have never heard his raps um. Then don't listen. They are bad. <laughs> it is not good. I mean, again, unless you want to listen to it and just be like, get that money, Rodney. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, which is great. Yeah, but listen don't. to it and be like, yeah, Rodney, I really hope this bought you something nice. <laughs> or... Maybe maybe you listen to it and it's the one thing you like that he's done, which is also look listen to it. I don't give a shit, but also listen to his prime material because it's fantastic. All right, and also I'm sorry we dogpiled on you. I stand by it, but I'm sorry and I love you. Interesting. Yeah, that's like a, I love you, buddy. I, <laughs> that's a partial I really apology. A Do I feel better yeah. about that? I don't know. <laughs> Hard to tell. I, I care about you so much as like a friend. Uh -huh. And, uh, you know, as a podcast here, I think you have a lot of, you know, integrity <laughs> as a public <Yeah>. figure. <laughs> but I I do stand by the yeah. level of incentive that or by being so incensed by your view. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, 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 I feel similar to you. At the same time, I also feel like, Alex, you booked this. Like, you could have gotten guests who were probably less in Rodney's pocket. Like <laughs> I'm so clearly not the person. Well, like, obviously, fair, I'm I the had, wrong guy. I did not have an opinion about him before I watched this movie. And so I did not know when I was booking it that I wanted to have people who felt similarly <laughs> to me. Uh, but I feel like we all learned something. Well, yeah, I've learned I've learned several things, but I can't wait because we're gonna do does it hold up, and then you sure, can't interrupt sure. me during my time, and I'm gonna tell you that I fucking hated this movie. So let's start, Anthony. <laughs> does it hold up? Back to school. 
1986 Running Dangerfield vehicle. Uh, I mean, it's 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 okay. I don't know if it was ever like great to begin with. Yeah. Uh, so Critics I, I in the eighties did seem to like it for what it's worth. Yeah. Um, one of the second highest grossing movie, second highest grossing comedy of eighty six behind Crocodile Dundee and um eighty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I mean, it's you know what that eighty five percent a solid B, not a B plus, yeah. not a B minus, sure. just yeah. a straight down the fucking middle B. Yeah, that's exactly where this movie deserves to be. I'm happy with that. So, did yeah. you have a good time watching looking- it? Yeah, if, uh, I, that's very hard to do that without the sort of nostalgia because, I don't know, like I said, for some reason I watch this movie a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I think that, yeah, if you're looking for like a good sit, and also something I, I didn't really get into, like this movie has some sort of problematic elements to it, but the, it's, it's almost impossible to watch any movie from like before, any comedy from before, let's say... 2008 that doesn't have some really horrific especially anything mm-hmm. made like mm-hmm. between 1990 and 2008 Dude. that doesn't at some point have something like incredibly homophobic mm-hmm. or incredibly transphobic or mm-hmm. racist I, so, can, sorry yeah. oh but i was just saying to come across a, an old movie from that time that like isn't perfect but it's a lot nicer than most comedies from the past so yeah right. it holds up there yeah interesting it's, it's sort of like it's related to my point that comedy from the 80s is um not gonna hold up ever uh but phoebe it's your turn what were you gonna say does it hold I, up back to school i think it holds up as a classic in the same way that anthony said like it's not it's never been great but it hits all the like cortexes in your brain that it's supposed to where it's like this is just it is a good sit it's like, you're never going to be bummed out if it's a rainy day and that's what someone else picks to watch. And you veg out to it. And I absolutely am going to piggyback on the idea that, like, there really isn't anything that problematic. After we watched this movie, we watched a movie called The Dirt Bike Kid. Have you seen that? No. <laughs> oh, boy. It is a child's movie starring Peter Billingsley from, 85. like, 85. A- yeah. And there is one of the most honestly upsetting like sexual uh, like like pretty staunchly certain rape mm. scenes oh. that i've seen in any movie and it is so fucked up we were like we had to pause it and be like should we keep watching this and it's and the movie vote, that my husband sure yes <laughs> it's like where is this where is this going but it's a movie that my husband's very very christian parents took him to and like we're kind of fine with when they wouldn't even take him to see the Goonies right. and it's like what was wrong with the 80s it is yeah. so horrific and the fact that this movie doesn't have anything like that and it's like a movie for adults is very comforting I mean, yeah, I mean you watch I mean think just talk about scenes like that uh, Revenge of the Nerds uh, yeah. I was talking to a friend of mine and he, they reminded me about like that movie ends with the heroic rape, essentially, is like the fight, and it's just like, man, the eighties were fucking wild. It's yeah, it crazy. wasn't good. It yeah. wasn't good at yeah. all. It sure laid all the groundwork for all the shit that's happening now, and yeah. you're like, boy, what a what a gnarly time. So this is kind of a pearl in the horrible clam's mouth that is <laughs> culture from the eighties. Right. You're like, oh, there's one wholesome thing. 
Good. The worst thing that happens is him calling those girls his nieces, and that's yeah. very it's not funny. The worst and thing that they happens. were all involved. Okay. Yeah. So I think. Um, yeah. Okay. So uh, I guess since I've never seen it before, uh, does it fuck? Um, I <laughs> did not care for it. I was I was super bored, uh, and I. And also, I think it was not as, uh, as as innocent as you are making it sound. There was no triumphant rape, for sure. But from start to finish, he is a disgusting person. Uh, he is super creepy to women all the time. It's super sexist. It is also racist. It is also homophobic. It is also very uh, body shamey in all of the ways that are casually that from the 80s. And that's the, one of the things that I think is so frustrating about watching 80s things is when it's not, it's like, look, we're not going to do all those terrible bad things that people do. We're just going to show you that institutionally as a low simmer, we hate all of these people. And uh, that is very, it's diff- very difficult. I, I have just comedies from the from the 80s and 90s are very tough for me to watch for that reason and probably the 70s and 60s because again when i say the 80s i don't mean they were the worst time i mean it's probably better than most of the times before it but but still no, bad. No, i think we could argue the 80s for maybe the worst time they might know. be but but in yeah. like when you're talking about like uh insensitive culture you're not like oh but the, man the 60s sure know what was up like uh yeah but the 80s was like so grossly horny the 80s yeah. is like all puberty <laughs> it horn, is so, and yeah, it was and the like horn, so fucked up. Uh, the horniness of him is just like not amusing to me at all. Uh, like he uh, very early on, well, he walks into a sorority, opens like pulls the shower curtain back, which I guess the I, the joke is he thought it was a fraternity where that is still fucking crazy. But he rips open a shower, closes the cur- sees this woman naked, closes the curtain, and is like, I didn't see anything. And then he looks again. And then the next scene is him getting in trouble with the cops, but then paying them off and getting away with it, like a hilarious fun joke. Um, yeah. And so that stuff, like that, the sum total of all of that, the, it was like a thousand cuts for me. It was no big terrible thing, but it was a lot of little terrible things that were eating at me. And also, the one-linery comedy is just really boring, and I did not, I just could not get into any part of this. Um, I, like I guess I was Im- structurally impressed at how many there were, and uh, just not, but not interested in the in the construction or the like. I, I feel like even then, it's like, even if as a as a joke constructor, it's like okay, he found one mathematical formula and then just did that formula over and over again a thousand times, and it is it's boring. It's just not not super entertaining uh, for me all the way through. Uh, so that's my feeling. Did not like it. It's, didn't fuck. It's not your thing. Did not fuck. I would and not tattoo him on my body. Yeah. I. That's <laughs> like such a. It's so fucked up that I've created that standard. <laughs> it's kind of an aggressive ch- standard, yeah. That like um, of how into, into something you have to be to match you. Because um, I like a lot of stuff and have never tattooed it on my body. <laughs> yeah. I really enjoyed Robert Downey Jr. in this movie, and I would not tattoo him on someone else's body. Really? Can Nobody. We, can we talk about? Like the uh, very us, I know we've kind of talked about Robert Downey Jr. a lot, but something about seeing young Robert Downey Jr. like his face looks like it hasn't fully formed yet. You mean how children work, Anthony? <laughs> yes, but he, his fontanelle hasn't closed fully yet. <laughs> yeah, he just uh, there's something about like the way like he grew into his face. Uh, young Robert Downey Jr. just looks. I, I don't know. It's every time I see him, it's like he's not a bad-looking look, guy. He does just he looks look like a child well. version. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, not because he's not. There's a twenty. two-year-old man in this you know like that's young but that's not like super young oh man he did look but, young he was he was 22 at that point i i would guess i don't know he's definitely something around there he i have 20. no idea yeah, that he was 20 you're right 20 so it's like if there's just something about they 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 do like little flashbacks to young cg him and like some of the later Marvel movies, and then it's just scenes better. from Back to School. <laughs> yeah, and they make him look exactly like he does in Back to School, basically. And I just like it's just weird to see that version well, of it. I don't so know, just... basically, here, I feel the way about his face. I agree with you, and I feel the way about his face and how he like grew into it, and he is a much better looking dude than he was as a kid. I feel the same way about when I find out people like Rodney Dangerfield who were not successful until much later in their life at comedy. That's like. I still got a chance, you know? Yeah, like, no, I mean, that I'm, if, I'm only that 35. If, I could be a comedy genius when I'm 45. And also, maybe I'll grow into my face. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, that is the another thing about Ronnie is that he's the ultimate sort of like, hey, man, it can happen at any time sort of hero where, like, you can have, like, hey, man, Ronnie didn't pop till he was 45 or 50 right. or whatever, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's, that's a nice thing to look forward to. Yeah, I, I have not yet. I have not yet blown it. That's the most important yeah. thing about both my comedy and my face. It might. Can I just say? I feel like Robert. Downey you keep Jr. asking if you can mulched. say, and it doesn't seem like if I say no, it will help because I do need to close but, the show. But I feel like Robert Downey Jr. like mulched one day and left behind that young like, body. Like molted. Yeah, yeah molted. Yeah, I, mulched is when you put somebody through a. a a, a grinder. I don't think you want to. And, and then you use them for plants. Yes. Yeah. I don't Molted know. Molten is what I, you meant. I should have stopped after the last. Can I say something? <laughs> Con- conversations like this make me not want to be famous. Like God, I just don't want a bunch of dweebs, mostly me, just sitting around being like, "Boy, what a dumb face!" <laughs> no, no, <laughs> a stupid, ugly child. And no, as I know, a person I know. with a I'm dumb just... face, I was relating. I, me too. I'm joking because I was like yeah. ugly for a long time as a kid. I was just oh, like, God, yeah. I'm so glad I wasn't on in any kind of like <laughs> public forum <laughs> before then. Just to avoid well, like people on a podcast or anywhere well, being like, that's Ugh. totally fair. <laughs> you know well, what I it mean? It may have been, Not it that would have been nice. Well, think about like we, we kind of just missed the boat in terms like there was a you know, decades in which you could have done that, and then you would have just faded into obscurity because podcasts yeah. didn't exist True. and like everything wasn't held 100%. on. Hundred percent. Now, like, imagine, imagine like people like this is another weird tangent, but like God, finding out someone twenty years from now <laughs> going back and finding like a podcast when someone called you ugly for something you were doing at that time, like right. that would be so like. Oh. Oh, we live in hell. Yeah. Anyway, we do live in hell. We do. We we can agree on that. All right, that is it for our show, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back again next week. Next week is the start of The Rocktober. It's back. We're going to be watching a bunch of good The Rock movies. We have a very fun uh, Hobbs and Shaw episode coming up in a couple weeks. Um, But we're going to go. We're going to go all the way because we've seen so many The Rock movies. And even though he is putting out a lot of new ones, we're still going to have to dig some, do some digging to get our month full. So, if you some guys, rock cannon. Yeah, if you want to find some good rock candy for us, um, 
uh, go ahead and send us uh, messages on Facebook or Twitter. And do, while you're at it, anyway, send me an email, podcast at redistribute.com. I've enjoyed getting some correspondence from some listeners the last few weeks. So I put out the call yet again. Just let us know what you're enjoying and what you're not enjoying and just how you're feeling. How you're doing? How's your relationship with the show been? Uh, podcast at redistribute.com. Thanks for being here, Anthony. Uh, this is a lot of fun. and uh, I'm ex- very excited for October. Can't wait to see... It's, well, we I haven't seen enough of his shining body yeah. recently. Um, yes. <laughs> and at Phoebe Bottoms on social. Thank, thanks for being here, Phoebes. Of course. Thanks for the spirited discussion. This was a lot of fun. It's been great to talk to you. Um, everybody should definitely follow you on social media for your one to three dogs. At any given moment, there's a couple. Depending. All right, that's it. Oh, and by the way, while you're out, uh, while you guys are doing all of this stuff, please also go to either your Apple Podcasts or or whatever you listen to us on, and rate and review us. Four stars is plenty. We'll be back again next week. Goodbye.